Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Nerd Talk. We got a lot to talk about. So, we had the Super Bowl last week, which meant we had a bunch of trailers, and one of those being The Flash, so we're going to be talking about that. We'll talk about our thoughts on Ant-Man in a little bit, and uh, then if we have time, we'll talk about The Last of Us, Episode 6. So, first, let's talk about The Flash trailer, because we've been waiting for this forever. This movie's been in development for, like, I think almost a decade at this point. We finally got the trailer. I can't believe it's actually going to be made. Yeah, and I will say... As a Flash movie, this thing looks atrocious. As just a superhero movie, it looks pretty fun. That's like my overall stance. Like if you're if you're like a fan a fan of the Flash from the comics and like you're looking for like an accurate Flash movie, this is your nightmare. But if you don't care about any of that and you're just looking for like just a fun comic movie that actually looks a little different than like you know what you're getting from Marvel. This actually looks pretty fun, and it looks like it. It looks like it could be good. I like the trailer. I thought the trailer was really well done. I I actually really like the suit. It's so much better than the garbage ass like Zack Snyder suit that's like a put together Power How Ranger dare looking you say suit. Something about Zack Snyder, the Snyder universe. How dare you? It looks so much better than that horrible suit. So I'm happy about that. Um, the <laughs> the only thing about the trailer that really pissed me off is the fact that it's like every time that Supergirl shows up, I was like, man. I'd be so much hi- more hyped if that was Superman, but instead it's Supergirl. Like, if that yeah, was Henry Cavill's Superman, a, like... It's a very big letdown that it's not Superman. That'd be so much cooler. Instead, it's like, here's Supergirl. It's like, aw. It, it makes me think of the Pepsi commercial where they're like, do you have Coke? And they're like, no, we have Pepsi. Is that okay? They're like, yeah, Pepsi's okay. And for some reason, Pepsi thought that was a good way to promote their co- product. But anyways, that's how it feels like. It's like, you have Superman? No, but we have Supergirl. Supergirl okay? It's like, uh... I guess <laughs> that's how it feels like. Like you're getting second best. It's like, come on. Ah, uh, but Zod's back. That whole fight in the desert between two flashes, Supergirl and Kryptonians in the U.S. military looks awesome. That stuff looks really cool. I'm excited about that. Uh, Keaton being back as Batman, he actually looks pretty cool for the most part. You know, What's I'm Batman gonna do against these people. Okay, but okay. What do you mean? He's not. He's. Like, what? He's just going to be fighting everyone else. It doesn't look like he's going to be doing much. In that desert fight, he doesn't even look to be involved at all. I think his whole purpose is to get Supergirl because Superman's not in here and whatever universe they're going to be in. Yeah. We also got um, Batfleck back. He's talking to Barry because, you know, Justice League, he's the one who recruited him. So he's talking to Barry, giving him some wisdom. Uh, It also looks like there's, like, multiple scenes, possibly, where Flash tries to get his powers back, because it's very clear in that scene where they try to get Supergirl, Flash doesn't have his powers, because he's just like, Batman, what do we do? And he's just saying that, it's like, if you're the Flash, you know, you can take all these guys out. And then there's a scene where Barry gets hit by lightning, and it also goes through him to another Barry. There's, like, a collateral. But then also there's a scene where it appears that Supergirl's carrying Barry up into the sky so he can get struck by lightning. So it looks like Barry might get struck by lightning a lot in this movie. Just repeatedly him just getting absolutely zapped. Just going to every thunderstorm they can, just sticking him to a tree or a metal pole. Like, yeah. get his ass! And There's... the lightning just refusing to, to get him. It's like, we've done everything we can, and we still can't get his powers back. And there's... But we don't even know why he lost his powers, right? Well, because of he undid everything. Because of the Flashpoint oh. universe, so that's why he doesn't have his powers. Assuming they're going off of like how it is in the comics. Um, so that's why he doesn't have his powers. But uh, there's also the the scene where, like, you see slow-mo Supergirl punch Zod, and Zod just looks at her and doesn't react. So that was interesting. Uh, one thing I will say also is, man, I don't understand how in 2013 Zack Snyder snailed, uh, snailed, nailed flying, like, perfectly. It looks great. The CG looks great. Everything about it, like, the momentum. And then ever since then, for some reason, like, 99% of comic movies, like, we're just not going to do it that way. We'll do it where it looks horrible. Like, Black Adam and in this trailer, the flying Oof. does not look good. It's like, no. what? Is that, like, back in 2013, they did it with Man of Steel. Zack Snyder did it. Like, it looks amazing. It still holds up. But now, like, what did, what happened in between now and then? Why are you probably, going? Probably, <sighs> probably cheaper to do it the way they're doing it. Maybe, or just lazy. I don't understand it. I don't know. But, yeah, that that fight looks like it's going to be awesome, though. The fight in the desert. That looks really cool. Um, uh, I was I was pleasantly surprised by the trailer. I don't have high expectations for this movie because I still don't believe it's going to be that good. I think it's going to be good. Um, uh, so I don't, I don't really have expectations for the movie. Uh, I am interested to see how it does, though. Um, some of this, like Dylan said, the the scene where they look like they're gonna be fighting in the desert looks kind of cool. We know it won't be in a city this time, so they don't get all that, all that. What do you call it? Uh, also, doesn't matter because Supergirl's straight up killing all of those guys when she breaks out. So 
Well, those are all bad guys, though. So. Ian, what do you think Zod was when he snapped his neck? You think oh, Zod Superman was a good. Was no, no, Superman you think no, to... you think Zod was a good caring man? What do you think Zod was? No, I'm talking about when everyone was complaining. I was, but everyone was complaining about the the, the Superman allowing all the uh, collateral damage to happen, and, and uh. No, I'm talking about how you're saying that like about killing bad guys. That's what Zod no, was. was they killed him. People no, were so I was mad. That, I was saying that we're having the fight in the desert this time and not in the city because uh, they don't. They don't. They're the Warner Brothers doesn't want to deal with the collateral damage part of it, like you know, the Man of Steel had. Yeah. Um, uh, Keaton looks cool as Batman. Hearing the Danny Elfman theme again was great. Yeah. Uh, in the trailer, uh, it looked decent. I still don't like Ezra Miller as Barry Allen. I still oh yeah, like he's it. a horrible choice. So. Still don't like it. There's a couple of like cheesy parts with Barry Allen in the trailer where I was like, okay. Well, thank God we don't have to relive, relive the scene of him getting his power. At least we hope we don't, because that was such a bad scene. And the, what was uh, it? The, about the hot dogs? League? Is it the hot dogs? I don't know. I'm talking about where he saves Iris. Yes, it's know. hot dogs. Yeah, so talking about so the scene bad. where he. I mean, he already had his powers at that point. That's not how he got yeah. his powers. But yeah, the that hot was dogs. So bad. That was so the music bad. playing during that's really good though. But yeah, it's really creepy. He's just like admiring so, her. Yeah, it was good. It's a good trailer. Better than I was expecting, but I'm still not expecting this movie to be very good. So maybe I, I'll be wrong. I think it'll be good because all the like behind the scenes stuff about like the test screenings, people will love it, and WB's been saving it purely because that. And James Gunn has also gone out of his way to say how good it is. He hasn't said that about freaking Shazam or Blue Beetle or it. none of these other movies has he gone out of the way to be like this movie's amazing. I really love it, and like. The Flash is the one movie he has, and again, all the behind-the-scenes chatter is saying that like people really like this movie, and I think I think that's why, because I think if it was just like an eh movie, I don't think WB would stick their neck out for it and try to save it like they have been. Like so Batgirl, where they just canceled it. Yeah, <laughs> so I think it's I think it's actually going to be good. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out and everything. I already have some like theories. I think that uh, the let's, other, hear it, let's hear it. I think the other Barry is going to be the Reverse Flash. I don't think we're going to actually like, get like bad. a Wilberthon. Yeah. I, I I think it's gonna be um, I think that's what, how it's gonna go down. I think he's gonna be like the Reverse Flash, Clark probably. You know, in Man of Steel, when uh when Jarrell like fights Zod and then Clark gets sent off during that, and that's how he gets away. I'm I'm assuming something different happens and Zod just like probably kills Clark there or Kal El because he's not Clark yet. Well, at this universe, Superman might have never shown up. It might have just been Supergirl that showed up. That's exactly what I'm saying, Ian. Did you pay attention at all to what I just said? Oh, I thought you. I thought okay. I was thinking of something else. I think On Krypton. Yeah, yeah. When he fights Jor-El. Yeah, I yeah, know you're saying. I know you're yes, saying. Yes, no, that's what I'm saying. saying. So yeah, that's why I'm assuming something different. I was, like that's I was happen. thinking you meant you were talking about something else. But, but yeah, obviously they're, they're not getting Russell Crowe back because he's like fat as shit right now. <laughs> I yeah, think Russell Crowe's freaking he's ballooned up. Uh, so they're not gonna get him back. But I'm assuming we'll get some. Or maybe you know when it does get shot because remember they're about to shoot down his rocket and then the actual Kryptonian go- government comes in and stops Zod and his cronies. Maybe the like they're not there to stop him and. Clark or Kal-El just gets blown out of the sky as a baby. I don't even think, I don't think they'll reference that. I don't think I don't think that will be part of it. I think it will just be Supergirl showed up instead of Superman. That's all it is. I don't think they're no. Gonna I think they'll that. explain. I think they will. I think they will. I don't think they will, but we'll find I out. I hundred think they will because they already say the thing was like Supergirl, not Superman. So I think they. I hundred percent think something like that'll happen. We'll at least get an explanation for it. at least if we don't see anything. I think we'll at least have a explanation. Like maybe Barry talks to Zod or something. I'm Zod's my favorite comic book movie villain. I think he's like so good, Man of Steel. It's gonna be very sad to just watch Supergirl beat his ass. So because I, <laughs> I know that's gonna happen. She's just gonna like get all her frustrations out on him. Uh. And man, two ba- two Ezra Miller berries is going to be very cringy, especially because one's whole be. persona is cringy. I gotta show our kids. It's like okay, uh, but yeah, it was a pretty good trailer. I'm excited. I like man. It's cool to see Batfleck as actual Batman and not like masquerading as Punisher. So that I'm always happy to see that because I do think Ben Affleck was good as Batman. It's just he wasn't written as Batman in Batman v Superman. So that part was sad, but other than that, like, what do you I'm, mean? Batman, Batman was like, he was so baller. Remember when he beat Superman and then he killed all those people that he was fighting? You know, like freaking, that was a badass Batman. Yeah. So, <laughs> I saw some retard[s] being like, "Is that because he's on a bat cycle? Is that Christian Bale?" It's like you see the cow that's clearly the Batfleck cow. I, at first, I thought it might be Christian Bale, but I rewatched. I was like, obvious, that's not. No, so you can tell immediately the cow is Batfleck's cow. Immediately, I, I just saw the bat cycle. I thought that's what it was. I thought it was. I was like, oh, "Is he back?" Yeah, and we and we see uh, 
we see a blue and gray suit that he wears at one point, which yeah. is cool. And we also see that uh, in the TV spot, not the trailer, in the TV spot they showed like Keaton's suits, and he had like a blue and gray one that looked pretty cool. I think he had like a scuba one as well. I was like, that's cool. I like that he has like all the different suits. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm excited for this movie. We'll see. It comes out like June, right? June sixteenth. Yeah. Dang. This will be. I can't believe it's finally happening. They've had like, was it two or three directors drop out? Now it's the guy that did it is directing it. It's they've had like so many different writers come in and out. Ezra Miller somehow has been attached to the <laughs> forever though. They refuse to get rid of Ezra Miller's uh, laugh. He must have during all the. They had Jason Momoa running, uh, uh, like running, uh, good press for him too, because you know he terrorized Hawaii for a few months, like broke into people's houses and threatened to kill them and stuff. So Jason Momoa, who's Mister Hawaii, will like put out a thing saying, "Love you, Ezra. You're the best." Mahalo hey, or something like that. We, we, we need the other Mr. Mo- we need the other Mr. Hawaii, the Rock, to come in and be like, Actually. no, because they uh, they don't like because uh, he wanted to be the leader of the DC and James. I Bain know, so I'm saying in, now so. we need we need the Rock to come in and talk crap about Ezra Miller. The, the other Mr. Hawaii to come in and be like, actually, he's a bad guy, and then to point out all the things Ezra Miller has done and be like, yep, well, say, bad guy, check. That would be fun. That would be great. Too bad that's not gonna happen. Uh, was there any other trailers you care about this year? We got the Indiana Jones one. I Indiana Jones, whatever. There's a new John Wick trailer, and uh, I think that's it. We got one other for the Super Bowl. What was? Fast oh, and we got Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, and Fast and Furious. I don't care about Fast and Furious whatsoever. Guardians of the Galaxy Fight trailer yeah. was good. The fact, yeah, I every, mean, the, it's the, the only thing is, the Galaxy stuff. Everyone just knows that like Rocket's gonna die. That's all. <laughs> like, wait, is he? I get everyone but you knows that Rocket's gonna I, die. I didn't know this. What? what? Yeah. Well, Rip. I guess I. Whoops. Spoilers. I thought that... you had watched the trailer. You probably like after five seconds got on your phone and watched the trailer. No, I watched the whole trailer, but I don't. I didn't think they had the guts to kill any of them. Yeah, Rocket's so. definitely gonna die in this one. But he it... sees his otter friend or girlfriend or whatever it is. Yeah, but I thought that was a good trailer. Um, yeah, I guess we can get into Ant Man. Uh, Quantumanium. What? Ant Man, the Wasp Quantumanium. Ant Man. I don't think is it. It is. It's in the Wasp. It's in the Wasp. And the Wasp. Really? Yeah. It has. Dude, she gets sidelined so hard in this movie. Oh no! Her whole her uh, her whole character is mom. What are you not telling us? That's her whole character. This movie. Yeah, she like. Uh, I guess we should start with spoilers. I mean, that's not a spoiler. Uh, that's like in the trailer, I think. Too. So yeah, we'll go. We'll start. We'll start with no spoilers. Um, this movie is not good. Uh, it's it's not good. Just it's not. It's not as bad as uh as Wakanda Forever though. That was maybe the Still worst. Hot takes I hated here. that movie so much, but it's bad. It, uh, I'm trying what to think. What phase are we even in with Marvel right now? I don't even know what the what the, what the are phase we in phase that. five now? Is I this think phase I think this five? might be the start of phase five. I think this might be the start. Uh, yeah. So yeah, this movie's not very good. Um, yeah. The, <laughs> all I gotta say is, there's just like so many missed opportunities here. It's written by Jeff Loveness, a guy who wrote like 500 episodes of Jimmy Kimmel and like some of Rick and Morty, and that's like all he's done. And now he gets to just him, just him alone wrote this movie. Like at the end, it says written by Jeff Loveness. Just him worked on the screenplay. Like there's no like him and someone else. They got that guy to write Kang's introduction. No, t- technically, Kang was introduced in Loki. It's cinematic introduction. Okay. But, okay. So, there's a big emphasis are, on... Are we doing spoilers? No, or we... I will announce when we're doing spoilers. We're doing okay. non-spoilers. The big part of the movie is uh, Scott Lang's you know, relationship with his daughter, Cassandra, Cassie. Blech. And Cassie yeah. sucks so hard in this movie. She is, she is the definition of the Michael Scott, this is the worst. Whenever she's on screen doing anything, it's just, this is the worst. It's the worst. She is so annoying, so pretentious. There is nothing good about her character. Nothing against the actress. I, didn't, I thought the actress did fine. But the character that they have, the, the, the character of what, Cassie Lang. Yes. Oh, unbelievably annoying and bad. She's very annoying. It like it it doesn't. Man, oh, she's so annoying. She doesn't make any sense. And like the the fact that like there's a part because uh, Ant Man hasn't like done anything since Endgame. He like stop. He like basically. No, he, took, decided, he decided to chill out. Because yeah, he saved the world. Yeah, he decided to like chill with his family and like write a book. 
and um, he's like, when the Avengers need me, I'll be there, but until then, I'm just going to, like, chill for a bit. And, uh, you know, which, which is... Which, hold, real fast, a lot of people complain that also they're, they're like, uh, you know, the lot of storylines, like the Spider-Man 2 trope or whatever, it's like, oh, I never see you because you're out saving the world. I want to see you more, blah, blah, right? Like, that's a fa- fa- like a trope with superheroes is they never get to see, like, the, their loved ones in the family enough because they're always out saving the world, right? Yeah. So, like... Yeah, the like, opposite, gonna... yeah, of, like, Arrow, Daredevil, where they would do it, where they'd be like, you gotta stop being a superhero! Yeah, I was, you know... And then in this, is the opposite. It's just like, you gotta keep being a superhero! Yeah, she's like, it's like, you don't do anything now, Dad! He's like, I literally, I literally saved the world. She's like, yeah, what do you do now? Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like the dude that freaking, uh... Like it's it's. Uh, I did like that know. they at least had him fight back on that though, because she's like, you don't do anything anymore. He's like, I saved the world. He's like, I'm the reason you're not all dust. And yeah. it's like, yes, exactly. It was single-handedly him because if he didn't come back, like... but he never protested uh, homeless people getting uh, their tents destroyed. So oh yeah, it's, yeah therefore it's he's not a true hero. Not a true hero, yeah. So if y'all aren't out protesting the cops and then getting peacefully protest protested that are uh what tear gas by cops and i don't know what to tell you but you're not a real superhero yeah like him f- the f- helping defeat thanos and bringing everyone back from getting snapped doesn't compare to her protesting some homeless people so they could keep doing fentanyl on the sidewalk okay you know cool it scott but yeah so i guess let's talk about kang for a little bit before we get into spoilers uh for a little bit kang is cool and interesting jonathan majors does a great job um, also, something because I want to say John, real quick. John, John. Hold up, hold up. One thing I want to say with every single character in this movie, the CGI helmets piss me off so much because it's worse than the... You can go back to, like, I think we have a nerd talk on? I don't remember. But uh, when we talked about The Amazing Spider-Man, the first one, one of our biggest complaints was Peter Parker constantly taking his mask oh, off to show his gosh. face. Constantly in the first Amazing Spider-Man film. It constantly happens. In this, it's done 10,000 times more because no one's ever actually wearing a mask because it's CG. So they just take it off all the time. It happens with Kang. It happens with Ant-Man. It happens with Cassie. It happens with the Wasp. It happens with everyone. It's so annoying. It's like, just keep your mask on. Stop taking it off. Literally, Thank like... You. In between anything that happens, like, they'll throw a punch, knock someone down, and then take their mask off in the split seconds between they get into another fight where they put it back on. It's like, stop taking it off! I hate it! Yeah, it was... <sighs> it, it happened so much in this movie, I forgot to be mad about it. Because it just happens so much, eventually you're like, this is just gonna... It's just gonna happen. It's like how, it's like how Dylan likes to make fun of Halo show for Master Chief always taking his helmet off. It was even worse than this. Where they are just taking it off every single... T- no, it was if just they... as bad. Halo was just as bad as this. Master Chief literally never wore his helmet. That was this maybe was... that was maybe worse than this. Master Chief, ne- Master Chief would be in the middle of a place where it's like everyone's shady here and wants to kill that you, Master Chief. He's like, really let dumb. me take my helmet off and walk around. And I'm retarded. So, uh, so they're so yeah, they take their mask off all the time. I thought uh, I thought Kang was cool to a point, and then I'll address. Well, I yeah, we'll get cool into that. Spoilers. And and I and uh, I'll compare to another character that I felt sim- similar. There's a lot of similar similarness with this with Star Wars movies. Some like movies, a lot of yeah. yeah, there's a lot of similar stuff that we'll get into in spoilers. Well, I mean, um, you can get into some of that without spoilers. Just like the, the creatures and the feel of some stuff where they like yeah, try the, to like feel- get a Star Wars vibe. Yeah, very much feels like you're walking into like Mosespa or Mos Eisley. Or yeah, something. they're trying. Yeah, it feels like like a Star Wars vibe. Uh, I thought Paul Rudd did good as as Scott Lang. He's always great. There's some stuff I didn't care about. I thought all the supporting cast did good for what they could. I thought Michelle Pfeiffer is still insanely hot. I saw as far as like the list of hot old ladies go, Michelle Pfeiffer's at the top. She's up there. She is. She was. She was the. She is so. She is so hot, but she did good in her role. I thought Michael Douglas did great in his role. I thought, um, what's the what's the girl's the Hope's name, actress? Uh, Evangeline Lilly. I thought she did good for what she was given. She wasn't given very much in this Worst movie. Worst haircut of all time, though. Oh yeah, that's a terrible haircut. That, that is, oof, that's Most rough. Just the Karen haircut. Uh, I think Jonathan Majors is good. At everything he's in, he's good here. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's a very weak film. It follows the same story tropes that all Marvel movies follow. There's nothing that's going to surprise you in this film. There's nothing that's going to shock you or make you go like, oh, can you believe it? It's pretty much Marvel through and through. Yeah. Um, I saw critics don't really like it, but it has like an 84% Rotten Tomatoes on fans. So fans are liking it. Yeah. I think fans like it because uh, one, uh, most Marvel pe- no, most Marvel movies fans just like it anyways. And two, we haven't had a blockbuster in a fat minute. Because remember, we're at the beginning of the year. I we mean, Avatar. Had a, since Avatar. That was Avatar. December. That was December. 
Yeah, people it, have been going to see it's it been, since it's December. Been like, oh, it's been like over two months, and we haven't had. Are like, you saying? Oh, are you saying the Infinity Pool wasn't a blockbuster? Or it quite literally, by definition, it. no. <laughs> so that's what I'm uh, saying. We haven't had a blockbuster. Yeah. In like over two months. So I think that's part of it. Because I felt some of that feel. Because I was not excited for this movie at all. But the day we were going to see it, I was kind of like, oh, I'm going to the theater to see a blockbuster. Like, I've been. Because I've seen like five other movies this year. And I'm like, I'm kind of excited to just see some like big dumb movie. And then it just wasn't good. <laughs> but yeah. So I think that's probably partially why. Uh, something that really pissed me off about The Mask also is the fact that Kang's design is so great. Especially in a movie with horrible suits. Like, Ant Man's suit sucks ass. His daughter's suit sucks ass. The and wasp, suit's worse than him. The wasp suit's well, alright. I'll say that yeah, one's her okay. Suit's the best of, her suit's the best of the three. Yeah, of them three. But Kang's is awesome. And when he puts the helmet on, the blue and everything, it looks fantastic. But he's constantly taking it off! Stop! Uh, with, uh, with, so, with the mask off, he kind of looks like a Mysterio without his globe. Yeah, so it's like, give uh, him his actual... Ugh, stop having him so, take it off. So, I, as someone who doesn't know anything about like how Kang looks in the comics, I thought his costume looked good. I didn't mind him with his mask off, because with his mask on, it was basically just like a blue, obviously CGI blue shield over his face. Um, which I was like, it doesn't really didn't really affect that much. I thought his normal suit looked cool, though. Like, his was like green and purple. Yes. Um, I thought it looked pretty cool. So, um, He looks so much cooler with the helmet on. He just looks I so thought, I did, I did, That didn't bother me, but um, yeah, he doesn't so wear it very much. much. You only see him wear it with a couple of times. Yeah, and then he takes it off in the very next thing when he does. <sighs> Any time someone puts a helmet on, just be ready for them to take it off in like half a second. I hate the stupid so. CG helmets on off. Oh, that's like... another thing. I, I was like, I thought the CG was mostly good in this movie. I was actually kind of impressed with. I thought how much of the CG. There's better than Wakanda Forever, that's for sure. Yeah, Wakanda there's Forever a couple. Of, there's there's one character that's bad, and then there's a couple of scenes where it's a little iffy. There's some, the There's part, like a big chunk in the beginning where it looks horrible, and then there's also it gets there's also better. a weird part where there's a fighting towards the end where we get like a ton of shaky cam and cuts, and it's really weird that they did that. Like very, very well because it's the only fight that was that contained. Yeah, and yeah. it was just like you can't really see anything that's happening because they're cutting so fast and you can't. And there's like no powers being used, but um, yeah, um, I I I give like a four out of ten. Not not. I I'd not, probably I'd probably give not, it like the same. Not really into this movie. Yeah, it was. Like... Uh, I. It's about for me on the same level as kind of like Love and Thunder. It was really bad. Yeah, I would agree with that. It's bad, but not the worst. So, okay, there we're going to end the spoilers-free discussion there. We're going to start getting into spoilers now. So if you haven't seen the movie and you care about spoilers, here is your warning. We are going to get into spoilers now. All right, so spoiler, spoiler. All right, we're getting into spoilers now. We'll talk about Kang. My favorite part of the movie was when he's talking to Scott and his daughter when they're trapped and he's like talking to him about things and it's like Jonathan Majors is just killing it and also uh, Paul Rudd's doing really good in the back and forth and it's really interesting. That was my favorite part of the movie and I thought... Yeah, it's not really, there's not really any jokes at this point, not, not really any. Yeah, there wasn't like any jokes during that and it's like really interesting and part of that was also, I think like 30 seconds of that clip was released online um, and it's really good. Uh, and then like like Kang has his presence and stuff, and you're like, oh man, what's he gonna do? Because everyone's talking about they're like saying he he this that whatever. They're not like even saying Kang. Like people are scared of annoying. him. He's this ruler, and it's like, ooh, they're building up. We know it's Kang, but like, what's he gonna do to make people I get, so scared? I get so annoyed when movies do that. But, Why? Yeah, go ahead. It's just annoying. It's like just say his name. Why is everyone they're scared of this dictator? Of course, Bill Murray's I... character wasn't. He was in cahoots with them. What? When did he did he say Kang? No, he never says his name. He says him. Yeah, so he was obviously scared of him still. No, he wasn't because yes, he, he was working with yes, him. Yes, he was. No, because they, they went over that. He was originally against him. Yeah, now he works with them. Guess why, Ian? He got strong-armed because he's scared of him. Uh... Put two and two together. Anyways, the thing that pissed me off is I don't have a problem with that because when you have this dictator that's just overruling everyone, of course people are going to be scared not even going to want to utter his aim. I get that. The problem is you got to show why. You don't get why in this movie, because he blasts like three peasants and then gets taken out by a bunch of ants. That's what he does. Because you're like, okay, his like army of retards that we thought were robots, but then one gets his mind read, so I guess it's not a robot, whatever. Those guys, the Tard army, 
uh, gets taken out just easily by some sticks. Yeah, that's that's so weird. The whole movie, like, whenever one of these things, I guess, dies, they kind of, like, vaporize. And so they're like, oh, they must be, like, technology. Like, it must be – because, like, Kang's whole thing is technology. Well, the way they so talk, like, they talk like battle droids also. Yeah, you're like, oh, they must be – They, they got to be, be, like, androids or, or something. Clothes. Yeah, and then – they have a character that literally reads minds in this film and reads one of their minds, and it's like, oh, so it it is sentient, it is it is alive, it's a creature. You never see it because they have like a blue mask on, but you're like, oh, so you guys have been wasting probably normal people that were just trying to do their job and had no remorse over it. Okay. Um, yeah. There's a scene where like they they lined up, and it looks just like the uh, the Cack of the clone scene when you first yeah. see all the clone army yeah. getting like ready for war. It's like, exactly it's, like it looks exactly like. There's that. also some like ahead. Coruscant vibes and stuff and all that. Yeah, but sorry, go ahead to what but, you're saying. But what I was gonna say is like his army just gets their asses beat easily. The whole and then Kang's the whole like, movie, the then, whole movie. Then Kang is like, all right, I'm gonna do it myself, and he goes down. He blasts like three people, and then he like. Fights Ant Man, the Wasp, and Cassie for like a couple minutes, and then Michael Douglas comes in with some ants. And the ants just beat his ass. Okay, also, remember pro- pro- the ants have gone through like eleven million years of evolution where they've got yes, to the point where they can. They're communists they came, or whatever as well. They got. They came through socialists. They came whatever through the quantum realm to find him because they're so advanced they could they could locate him in that. Yeah. And so they also a minute before they that he talks about ants like he belittles ants like Kang's like huh you talk to ants and then the ants come and take him out and it's like this is the guy that you're gonna like you're building up for me to okay. see the Avengers fight this guy that loses to ants yeah let me okay so let's back up a little bit so the movie starts off in San Francisco with Scott like Dylan was saying Scott Lang is just like reading his book at local places to like earn money and his daughter's arrested because she's protesting for homeless people in San Francisco and probably Golden Gate Park but who knows somewhere in San Fran and um, she's like you don't do anything anymore it's like I do and then you find out at this family dinner with Janet and Hank and Hope that uh, they go downstairs and that she's been sending like a satellite to the quantum realm and while this is happening, Janet all of a sudden's like, "What? Turn that off right now!" And slams it and like breaks it. And then they all get sucked in. Yeah. And this starts a terrible trope in the movie, where Janet refuses to tell her family about Kang. Well, about anything to do trope. with the quantum realm. Anything. They like she won't tell them anything at all about the quantum realm. And they try to play it off as she has like she has. So you see in flashbacks or in her telling that she helped Kang and like helped him get like he was banished to the quantum realm by himself which is so dumb by other versions of him to the quantum realm for being too i don't know violent or whatever i I thought it was stupid i don't know i don't know why he was banished there they don't really say that i think he was was he too violent i don't remember um he was trying to stop the other versions of himself from like doing stuff remember because that's an interesting part if we jump ahead real quick the kang explains that he has to get out of there and Scott should help me because if he doesn't, his other versions are going to cause a lot of crappy problems and he has to get them aligned and a lot of people are going to die and horrible things are going to happen. And at the end of the movie, you get the beginning of the movie happening again where Ant-Man's going through his routine and then for a second he has like a, a panic attack where he's like, wait, I I kept Kang there. He didn't escape. He said all these people are going to always say, he's like, did I make the wrong decision? And he's like, nope, I guess everything's good. And then it goes back to being Holly Jolly Marvel again. It's like, Scott wouldn't at least tell the Avengers about this, or like no. do it. Like you have you have one second where like something a really interesting concept, and you abandon it. It's like why? Because I thought yeah. that part was really interesting. I thought that so, part yeah. was really but, cool. But Janet refuses the whole movie. Everyone's asking her why are you why are you scared? Why don't you tell us the quantum? She refuses to tell them just purely because of the movie trope. Yep. Just because they. This is a cliche that happens in movies all the time. Yes, and it's so annoying. She refuses to tell them until like the very end. Um. Because of this, they all get down there. Somehow, the ants, when the ants get transformed into the quantum realm, they go through, like, millions of years of evolution. But somehow, our five main they hit, characters... They, they said they hit, like, a time vortex or something. They just... Uh, somehow, yeah. our, our, our main characters don't hit that. And three of them get stranded together, and the other, and then Cassie and Ant-Man get stranded together. And then Cassie and Ant-Man get found by these group of rebels who are, are mad because Kang came and destroyed everything and took over their lands and, you know, was a conqueror. They hate him. Right, uh, and Kang wants to find them because he needs their tech. This guy that is centuries ahead of us can't find a way to shrink things. Yep, he he doesn't know how to do pen particles at all. Also, something like uh, when the whole thing happened where he got banished because like the thing that powers his like time uh, his ship, circle, yeah. his time circle, like 
the thing that powers that got damaged, and they gotta figure out how to power it back, and Janet Van Dyne's able to figure it out for some reason. Even though yeah. Kang, again, is the guy that's centuries ahead and, like, super smart and stuff, he doesn't know, but for some reason, Michelle Pfeiffer can do it, so, I mean, okay. What was it called? Hot girl, what was it? Hot girl bias? Or what was it? Hot girl privilege. That's what it is. She's got hot girl privilege where she just knows everything. Um, so, like, and that, and so he captures them. And that's what Dylan says. He comes to, to hang in them with Dylan. And up to then, I thought Kang was really cool. Like, Dylan said, they're building Kang up. They're trying to make you, like, oh, who's Kang? He obviously is controlling this world. And he comes and talks to them there. And he's like, if you don't do it, I'll kill your daughter. And then, and then he's like, kind of torturing her not really but he's like just moving her around and he's like okay i'll do it just don't lay a hand on her again i mean like so, they never laid a hand on her he used the force that's true he used the force i thought i was actually in with i was with the movie until this point so then he goes and he takes scott to the place where they, he has to go shrink the thing i uh, like that scene where scott and the wasp uh freaking get like go and like spring thing i'd like that scene where they see the different probabilities of each other and like they work together i thought that was cool especially in contrast to like kang's guys being all disorganized and like crazy to where the different yeah. versions of like ant-man like worked i like that i thought that was one of the good scenes in the movie yeah okay so they get the thing back and they come back and he's like all right we had a deal here's your thing you know give me my daughter back and he's like no nah, we're good and he's like come on jan and he takes jan they go back to the city and he lives wasp Michael Douglas, Hank, and uh, an Ant-Man there in the middle of, like, where he was stranded with Janet uh, to survive. Uh, and this is where the movie gets really dumb. They are, for whatever reason, transporting Cassie somewhere. Don't know why. His minions. <laughs> this happens and multiple she, times, too. <laughs> she just beats them because she has her Hank thing, kicks their ass. She goes and frees everybody else, and at this point, it's like, oh no! Yeah, and it's the, like the same are, thing happened with Janet too. There's those that where like two guards on each side were holding yeah. her, and then she just escapes. It's like okay. who's worse, these guys or stormtroopers? I don't know. They're both pretty bad. I guess uh, stormtroopers are better a little bit. Like I think they're both be a little bit better. Yeah. Um, and this is when this is when it gets bad because now like his whole empire just sucks. Like no one under him can do anything. It's like how how did he take over? Yeah. Like, um. Yeah, also, so it then... does uh, one of the lazy cliches I hate, which is uh, it has one character tell the audience that another character is cool instead oh, of yeah. like actually writing She's that character so cool. as cool. Like, there's a part where like the muscle woman like knocks out a guard and she's like. Oh, she's so cool. It's like, that's yeah. just the laziest, right? That's like, I remember they did that in Titans with Starfire, where, like, they had Starfire beat up some dudes, and the Raven's like, Starfire's so cool. It's like, that is the laziest writing of all time, because you can't actually write it to where the audience will say it in their head, will think that the character's cool, so you have to have a character on screen to say it to try to influence them. It's such kinda, lazy writing. They kind of did that with Game of Thrones, so I was still mad about that. We never got to see Jamie be that badass. We were always told how badass he was. Yeah. Um... So then, like, the, the three of them are stranded in the desert, and this is when the, the, the ants have, have, that have gone over evolution for, like, th 11 million years have come back, and they're like, we found our best friend! Yeah. So, Michael Douglas is great in this movie, by the way. He I is. He Michael doesn't Douglas. have that much to do, but he's great. Um, he, him and the ants, they go, and they're like, we're gonna go stop, in the middle of Coruscant, we're gonna go stop uh, Kang. So they're go they're going to Coruscant, and then this is when Kang and it uh, does the oh oh I forgot to mention. So Kang to me reminds me in this movie of Kylo Ren, that he's really cool to a point, and then he loses against his ass beat. You're like, well, this guy sucks. Also, something I'll say that's what uh, Kang reminds me. And their similarities, both of them cry a lot, and like most yeah. of uh, Kang's like scenes where he's talking, he te he starts tearing up. He's a very emotional man. So there is like some similarities there because I was like, I remember I like Kylo until he cried while he was the like, one doing the interrogation. They're like scary, they're intimidating, they're cool, <laughs> they're kind of badass, and then it's like, oh, you just got your ass beat by ant. So, uh, so the ant, so Ant Man, they're coming, and, and Kang decides to broadcast to his all his civilians that absolutely hate him that they're going to ascend to the to the real world or the non quantum realm, and uh. Go take it over. But in the middle of the broadcast, Cassie takes it over, and she does the Lando plea in episode 9. It says, everyone, you've wanted to fight. Now's your chance. Come take him down. So we can corny. do it. It's so corny. Um, I know sometimes it, it doesn't feel right, but yeah. now you got to stand up. Yeah, so she does that, and we're all like, okay. And so he's like trying to take off, and then Ant-Man shows up, and Ant-Man's getting his ass beat because like every laser in existence is firing at him. And then everyone shows up. 
Yeah. And everyone is kicking Kang's army's ass, like literally everybody. All the, 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 the people of this universe, Ant-Man, Wasp, everyone's kicking his ass. So then he's like, okay, I got to stop this. So he goes down there, and like Dylan said, he starts fighting Ant-Man, the Wasp, and Cassie, beating their ass. Uh, he kills some civilians. He kills like one character they kind of established earlier on in the movie because they want you to be like, oh, see how bad he is? He killed a, he killed a character you cared about, which... I don't know if you really care about the character. You just kind of know who the character is. You don't really care about the character, though. Um, uh, but he won't kill any main characters. So he does that. And then Michael Douglas shows up with ants. And and, and, and Kang goes into a bubble to protect himself. And then the character we haven't talked about yet shows up. Oh, Modoc was done. Modoc's literally just played for laughs. It's just a joke. That's all he is. The effects don't to be make a, him don't like be Modoc. a dick, Darren. Don't be a dick. I am not a dick. Yeah, that's literally what he says right before. And then when he dies, everyone's like laughing. Like his death is a joke too. Everyone's yeah. like just like being sarcastic and laughing when he dies. Well, it's like, like, yeah, you were an Avenger. You were. Why is that? Like, what? This dude just sacrificed himself to help you guys, and you're all just like, huh? Like, what? Yeah, that was a good, good point. I think of that. It was so weird. The tone of that was just so. It's like this man just gave himself up. That literally a pivotal point in like saving you guys, and you just laugh at him. Okay, and it's like that's what they did with Modok. And of course, a lot of people have been talking about the effects on Modok. They're horrible. For oh, some so reason, bad. like they just decided to do like a really bad Photoshop, like just stretching his face. That's what it looks like. It looks like when you just stretch someone's face on Photoshop. Like there's no effort it does. put into it. It was horrible. You see his butt cheeks at one point. So there's that. Yeah, he's he's yellow jacket from the first Ant Man, and he can't. He's he given a mission to kill Cassie, and he can't do it because he's an idiot. And then Cassie beats him. And Lily says, "Don't be a dick." He's like, "Tell me what to be." And she says, "Don't be a dick, Darren." He goes and he's he he breaks through Kang's special thing. Uh, he breaks through Kang's special thing that the ants are trying to get through, and he says, "I am not a dick," and that breaks him through. And then the ants and them all go. The ants go beat the hell out of Kang. Everyone else goes and they they break. They go back through the wormhole that Janet opens up. All of them besides Ant Man. And then Kang comes back and he fights Ant Man mono a mono because Kang's suit's destroyed. Ant Man is for whatever reason isn't using his suit. Um, and they fight and then Yellow Jacket has to and a wasp has to come and help him. And they end up killing Kang or trapping him in the. Uh, the what is it? The like the, the the shrunk down thing of part of a ship, right? Whatever that thing was, yeah. So he got his his ass beat by ants, Modok, Wasp, and Ant Man. Yeah, and, he gets and it's killed. like this is the guy that's supposed to like I'm gonna be excited about seeing. Yeah. Him. Also, like they they gave the impression that he's nothing without his suit because like he crash lands, Janet saves him, and then Janet does all the work to like get his thing back in order and get him his suit, and then at the end when he gets his suit taken away, he sucks dick again. Like they given, they've given you the idea that Kang isn't really like that special. It's just his suit that is. Like it's it's different than like say Iron Man, who we saw Iron Man when he got like we saw Tony Stark do a lot without his suit. To where Kang, like, man, when he doesn't have a suit, he can't do anything. He's like useless, literally useless. So they didn't do a good job, especially because on top of uh, why do I care about watching this guy fight the Avengers when I just watch him lose to some ants? Also, I don't care about him watching fight the not Avengers because it's like oh, but it also, but also like Dylan says, he tells you this movie that he's killed a ton of Avengers before, and the first time we see him fight, the first time we physically see him fight Avenger, he gets beat by them. Yeah, but um, like because I'm not excited about the next Avengers rosters. You have fat, you have Falcon being Cap, you have uh Captain Marvel. I guess you have a couple of the Marvels that might be a part of the Avengers. You've got what? Kate Bishop Hawkeye? Uh, you got, I don't know, She Hulk maybe? Or Hulk and his son? Like, this roster of the Avengers sucks dick. I don't care about them. And then the villain they're fighting sucks dick also. It's like, this is not setting me up to be excited at for that future Avengers movie at all. Like, this is just not. Because that's what this movie felt like was a teaser for that, but it was a really bad teaser. It doesn't make me excited at all. I don't care. <sighs> uh yeah that kang is is like he gets his ass beat in this movie and they're like this is the guy that's gonna beat the avengers we just watched him get his ass beat by ants and ant-man like this isn't a tier one avenger it it is uh yeah 
It sucks. Like, that's what happens with Kylo. Kylo is cool until Ray beats him in the interrogation. Then he sucks the rest of the time. Same thing with Kang. Once Kang lets people, let, let uh, Cassie beats up his guys and gets and breaks everyone out, Kang goes to zero so fast. Yeah, it's rough. Um, we got it's, two post credit scenes. Uh, you want to talk about the first one? The first one is it shows you who – because the whole movie, Kang's talking about who banished him. We never know who did. And then we find out it was – other multiverse versions of himself banished him because he was killing too many people. But now that he's dead, they have to like gather all their multiverse self to talk about it and to put a plan together, I guess. I don't know. So, I honestly already forgot what the reason was. I just remember them all gathering in an arena shouting. That's all I remember. Yeah. They, they're all in the arena. And there's like three main ones. There's like a Pharaoh dude. Uh, I don't remember the other two. I just remember the Pharaoh, dude. Do you remember the other two? No, I do not. I've already basically forgotten that. And then the second after credit scene was literally just a teaser for Loki season two, which you have yeah. Loki and uh, freaking Owen Morbius. Wilson. You have Loki and Owen Wilson just looking at uh, Jonathan Majors on a play that looked like it was like in the 1900s or something. 1920s. Yeah. Sometime early 1900s. Uh, and they're just like, oh, that's him. And then that's like basically it. And Owen yeah, Wilson's just like, what? I thought you said he was going to be some rule or whatever. So, yeah. If they get rid of Sylvie, Loki season two could be good. Sylvie was hella annoying. <laughs> in season I, one. I totally forgot about Loki season one. So Yeah, you, lucky you. Um, anything else you want to say about this movie before we move on? It sucks. Don't watch it. I agree. Alright, now let's talk about The Last of Us episode six. This one, uh, a lot of pretty landscapes in this one. I thought it was a pretty good... We're going to go non-spoilers first, and then we'll get into spoilers. Just quick non-spoilers. I thought it was a pretty good episode. I liked it. Definitely not, like, the best episode. I didn't like it that much, so Dylan, but... Dylan and I have different opinions on that. But I liked it. I thought it was good. Uh, nothing yeah, special. Some... Not a lot happens in it. But it was, like, some good character moments. It feels, like, it feels like this Yellowstone... And a Yellowstone property is just like advertising so much for people to move to Wyoming that I feel like people might feel like Wyoming is so pretty. Yeah, Wyoming is so like, gorgeous. And you just remember there's nothing there besides what you look at. You so have to deal with the snow all the time. Yeah. Um, and I almost felt like the Revenant a little bit with some of the shots. Obviously, the Revenant was like two and a half hours or two hours of that was just landscape shots. But um, Leonardo DiCaprio passing out and waking up at different Oh, campfires. that movie is so bad. That movie is so boring. It's very boring. Would you? Oh yeah, that movie is so freaking boring. Um, yeah, I thought this this episode was okay. It's a very character driven episode. Not that much happens, so I thought it was okay. Well, so I guess that's it for our non spoiler part. Let's get into yeah. spoilers now. <laughs> yeah. So uh, they arrive. It's three months later. So it's three months after Kansas City, after Henry and uh, I don't remember the, the deaf kid's name. After Henry and the deaf kid died. So. They, him and Ellie are like, she's like, teach me to hunt. He's like, no. Uh, Joel's like, no. Oh, the beginning's great. They're in that native, uh, they're in the, those two, oh, yeah, American yeah, yeah. couple's so the, cabin. That beginning's great. I really these like people, that these bit. Native Americans are in, like, the, are in the middle of nowhere, and Joel's holding this, this lady hostage, and she's just done. She doesn't care if she dies. Yeah. Like, she does not care. And the husband's like, why are you let him in? And she's like, what? The gun's all the way over there. Like, yeah, he's like, why didn't you shoot him? He's like, but any, over like there. they're like, basically, don't go past this river. Don't go any further west. It's all bad. Don't do it. And yeah, he's like, well, yeah. I have to go find my brother. So he keeps going. They come across this this uh, dam that was like, oh, it looks like it's still running. It must be providing power or something. And then they get run up on by this group of people on horses. And they're like, oh, you stay right there. We're going to have our dog come out because our dog can smell infected. So the dog, like, it's like a tense moment. We're like, oh, is Ellie infected? Like, will the dog bark at her? And the dog doesn't. Surprise, surprise. The, the dog loves Ellie. So they get to go back to the place. And this is where Joel sees Tommy. And they're like, so happy to see each other. Um... And then what happens? I don't remember. And then after that, they like they talk at the table about like whatever. And then later, they go their separate ways. And Tommy and Joel like talk to each other. and They hash it out because uh, Tommy. Oh, Ellie's being a complete dick at the dinner too. Oh yeah, she is. She's being a complete asshole. Like these people brought you in, gave you food, uh, are being nice to you, and she's just being a jerk to like she's just being a real annoying person. Oh yeah, she's a bitch for like a lot of the episode. Cause that's her. That's her personality. She's very abrasive. And anyways, uh, then Tommy and Joel, we get like uh, they have a whole conversation 
because uh, they've well prior to that Tommy talks about how this is his wife and uh, then Joel and Tommy go and have a separate conversation at a bar and they're talking and Joel's just like is she the reason you weren't able to radio back Cause blah 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 because he talks about how he met her and all these other things and you get where Joel's coming from because it would have been one thing if Tommy could have sent one last radio message be like hey like I found people like I got a like a family I'm, I'm good where I'm at and that's it but instead he was content with never seeing Joel again and never letting him know anything and just letting poor Joel yeah, that worry. part was weird that part that, was that that's was where I was like weird. I don't empathize with Tommy at all like Tommy you're a dickhead for doing that like yeah like, not, like or Tommy I'll just be like hey Joel come out and you know, I have a place out here. You know, I can vouch for you. But instead, he's like, ah, oh, their rules say I can't radio, so I guess I'll just. I'm content with like following these new people and not ever like trying to get word out to Joel. Like, he never put any effort. Like, Joel fought so hard to get to you, and you're just like, eh, I don't care if yeah. I ever see Joel again. <laughs> it's like, whoa, dude. So I saw where Joel was coming from there. Also, part of a whole like big part of the episode is that Joel's ticker ain't going so hot right now. Yeah, his he keeps like the, he says the cold air keeps giving him like probably heart palpitations um also they're probably elevation so that's probably not helping either but um yeah so him and she'll have that fight and then ellie is talking with tommy's wife what's her name the uh, i don't remember all i remember was that chick had an annoying voice yeah and she's basically like don't trust joel he's a bad guy be careful who you put your faith in it's like well you put your faith in tommy which just yeah. is a bad guy yeah that's, that's and, really what ellie tells her i like that yeah, part too. And, she's, she's like, like ellie's like tommy killed me too she's like well only because joel was leading the way it's yeah like, and she's like be careful then she's like be careful what you choose to trust you like this is like a 13 year old girl you, she would have died several times if it wasn't for joel what do you like that makes she makes no sense would you want her to die yeah um so that part was dumb and then, like, they go to, like, a movie night, right? Oh, no, she sees that Joel had a daughter because she sees a thing of, like, in memoriam oh, yeah. Sarah. So she learns yeah. that about Sarah. Because this chick had a daughter also. Or yeah. Not a daughter, a son, I think. Um, so we learn that, that Tommy's having it, that Tommy and her are having a kid. And then there's a movie night. Uh, there's a movie night, and they're watching Jaws, and Joel goes and talks to Tommy. Tommy apologizes for being mean earlier. And then Joel's like, you have to take Ellie because I can't. I keep falling asleep. I'm old. I'm bad. I'm not good enough. She's going to die with me. There was one can't do this. really stupid thing there where Tom, where Joel talks about how, like, he uh, he fought, like, a like Ellie killed a 14-year-old kid to save him, which is that part in uh, where they got to Kansas City, and they ran up on those dudes, and Joel killed two of them, the second guy stuck on them. That kid did not look that young at that's all. What, that's what I was saying with, with Henry, though, Dylan. I was saying Henry looked older, but I'm telling you, they were probably trying to no, make him, No, like, they were 15. not. They, I guarantee you they were not making Henry 15. That is completely wrong. No. I wonder. Because I wish they would the, tell us. The, yeah, he's not supposed to be 15 I wish they would have And then the games, he's not, he's not even close to 15 either. I wish so, they would have told us. They're not. You're wrong there. But... The thing of the story, I was like, that kid was not anywhere close to being as young as they were said. I'm very curious because the actor looked like he's like maybe 19 or something, that youngest. Uh, and they're like, oh, I killed this like 14 or like 15 year old kid. I was like, nope, that's no, that's not the case. But anyways, yeah, they have that whole convo, and Joel's like, I'm old and slow and unlikely to get her killed. Tommy, you're better. You should, and also this will help you redeem you for all the and horrible then, things and, you did. And then he tells Tommy that she's she's immune and why he she has to go to the university. And Tommy agrees to take her. And then Joel goes to tell Ellie, and Ellie's like, "I anyone everyone that's ever loved me has either died or run away from me." Blah blah blah. And then she's like, "I'm not Sarah." And he's like, "Don't you ever mention her name again." She's like, "You're right. You're not my daughter. I'm not your dad. You're going with Tommy in the morning. We go our separate ways." Yeah. So then the next morning, Tommy's taking her, and Joel's in the stable, and he's like, you deserve a choice. And Ellie's like, we're going. So I like Joel that part Ellie... a lot, too. I like that part where she's like, he's like, you deserve a choice. And she immediately hands him, like, the sleeping yeah. mask. Like, all right, let's go. I like that part a lot. That's probably the best part of the episode. Because the, the whole part of the town was – the town has everything. I don't know why you'd still leave. And it has everything except for a semi-automatic weapon. Yes, for some reason. <laughs> Everyone's on horseback. With, hold up. Everyone is on horseback with uh, bolt-action scoped bolt rifles. Bolt-action <laughs> rifles. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. This ammo is not even that great supply, so it wasn't like it'd be everywhere. Um, 
So Tommy like goes and he's like, can I have like a gun? He's like, sure. So he takes another bolt action rifle. And Dylan kept saying, oh, off screen they give ammo because we don't see that Tommy give them any ammo. Oh, yeah. so Tommy Joel hands out the rifle like, and I'm like, oh. yeah, like I, I mentioned that right as it happens. I'm like, he just gave him the rifle and that thing's going to hold like five shots maybe. So, like, so he's got five shots. And then the next scene we see the target shoot like t- t- uh, teaching Ellie yeah. how to shoot for like hunting purposes. And it's like. Well, I'm assuming he gave them some extra ammo off screen because otherwise they're out of ammo with that rifle now. Yeah, <laughs> that, so that... or by coincidence, that rifle shoots the same ammo that the other rifle he had that uh Maggie I think was her name Maggie took. Yeah, so that's maybe. probably what they're trying to say. But maybe that's I'm it. not gonna give the show that break. Um, <laughs> so that happens. And then I thought the episode was going to end there, but they actually make it all the way down to the Colorado State University, which actually was probably cool looking. Like they show like the campus, like all like depleted. Uh, and I would, I told Dylan, I would have shot those monkeys. I waste all my ammo shooting those monkeys. I'd be more scared of monkeys than the infected. I don't care. I would be. Screw the monkeys. Um, so they get in there, and this is when uh, David's guys come, and there's only four of them, and one of them attacks them. Uh, he stabs Joel with part of his broken baseball bat. Joel kills him by choking him, and then they take off on horseback, and then Joel falls off the horse. Yeah. And Ellie's like, don't do this, Joel. I can't do this by myself, Joel. Yeah, Joel! So, and then the preview for next week is going to be the prequel, so we don't get David next week. We get David the week after. No, the next next week does not look. Next week's going to be the prequel for the DLC. So, it'll all be about Ellie. We'll learn more about Ellie. So, we'll see. Uh, yeah, I thought this was a good episode. Not a whole lot happened. They didn't move forward that much. But I thought it was good. There's some good character moments. Very pretty episode. Probably the prettiest episode yet. Like, just Wyoming's Makes landscape. Wyoming just looks so cool. Wyoming the snow is just a baller. It just looks baller. awesome. And per but usual, no, I, I like, didn't, everything I didn't really looks wasn't, good in the show. I wasn't into that, that episode that much. I just thought it was whatever. I, I thought it was good. I, was, I thought it was like a 7 out of 10 episode. I thought it was pretty I good. I gave like a 6, like, maybe a 5, somewhere around there. Not like uh, one of the better episodes, but definitely not bad. Not like last week's. Uh, I'm not saying it was bad. I just wasn't. I, wasn't, I mean, wasn't five bad. is basically saying it's bad. Okay, whatever. I just didn't like it that much. Yeah. So then you think it's bad. I don't know why you're like, I don't but think it's bad, means, but everything means, I'm saying about saying next, it's bad. Next week, looks like, next week looks like a whole completely flashback episode. So we get David for one episode, and then we get the ending. Yep. So. That's what we got. I, I, I to, like, the show hasn't really done a good job about showing how like ruthless and dangerous Joel is yet. Cause he like oh they they also made a point this episode to show that he's like not that ruthless and dangerous anymore because he tells us that yes but I'm saying like that's a big part of the games and in the in the show it's kind of like he's killed like a couple dudes and he's struggled each time very hard. I get he's not gonna have video game numbers I understand that but they haven't come in close I guess maybe they're saving it all for the hospital like he's gonna go on a tear in the hospital because that's a big like part of the game is how like ruthless Joel is and how dangerous he is but. They haven't really done that. Like, he, he fights, like, one hobo and gets stabbed in the gut. And it's like the yeah. other time, apparently, like, a 10-year-old child almost took him out, according to the show. So, it's like, maybe Joel's like, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Uh, I'm hoping they really, like, put all their eggs in that basket of the hospital, and that's what we're going to see. Because uh, the David episode, Joel doesn't do, well, assuming they go by the games which i'm assuming they're gonna do something somewhere since they already had him get injured he doesn't do much that's all ellie like ellie kills david ellie's the one who kind of like does everything joel kills a couple dudes joel has the interrogation scene which is intense uh i'm assuming we'll get that in the show uh but yeah uh it's still pretty good it's i'm looking forward to it we only got to what three more episodes left three episodes left yep so we'll see how it goes but yeah thanks to everyone who for listening and we'll see you guys next time see you guys